and, and that's good. You should, you should be able to do a praise that exists from, from the depths of your soul. Because God has created you that way. But there's a dimension that David writes about that is not conditioned upon your souls. It, it's, it's, it's a spiritual thing. And because we're a spirit being, there is a dimension of worship that God so desires us to get into. Because it changes our situation. And I sense this morning that we are poised to enter into that place. That the Father has opened up the treasures. And he's inviting the gathering place and all those who are here this morning to, to, to just go in. I don't know what it looks like. But I do know that his presence is here. And so I want you to go just for about 30 seconds. And then Teresa come. But I just want us to... To, to just do a worship, whether that means you shout it out, if it means that you walk around, if it means that you, 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 you're praying out loud, it, it, whatever it is, as long as it's spirit and in truth, go ahead and do it. Uh, but we're going to let everyone know that, that, that God is a good God. And that is coming from our spirit, that, that is coming from the place the enemy can't touch. That's coming from the place the enemy cannot bring discouragement. And it's in our spirit. So go ahead and just magnify him for just the next 20 seconds. It's family Sunday. So just go ahead and just magnify and worship him. There's no agenda. There's glory to God over here. Come on, press in, press in right now in the name of Jesus. If my people would just believe me. I have good things to give to you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I've got gifts I'm releasing now. Yes, I'm releasing my gifts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The decorations may be down from your home. The malls may change for the new season, but God is saying I'm still giving gifts. I'm still releasing gifts. I'm still, I'm still releasing gifts. If you keep your praise, if my praise is on your lips, if your praise is on my lips, if your, if your praise ever, come on, ten more seconds, ever be on my lips. There it is. 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 Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. Well, we bless your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 One more time, give a round of applause in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! I am so excited. Hey! My Jesus. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Oh, he's so good to us. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, Teresa, come. Amen. And you may be seated. Praise God as we continue in worship. As we honor and praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for this woman of God. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Praise Thank God. you, Lord. All righty. That better? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our missions offering, we collected uh, $230.60. It's awesome. So um, through the Ellis's uh, suggestion, we went with a heifer organization. So what we're going to do is two uh, flocks of hope, two hope baskets, and a flock of chicks. So let me read just a little bit as soon as it opens here. Flock of hope. Flock of hope gives chicks, ducks, and goslings. A flock of hope may include these things depending on the culture, the climate, and dietary conditions of the regions of the region. Families will also receive training on the bird's care. Your flock of hope donation gives daily protein with eggs, 
provides means of income through the sale of eggs, fertilizes crop, which increases farm production. Egg production begins almost immediately, which means malnourished children will now have something to eat. Eggs and poultry can also be taken to the market and sold, raising much needed funds for medicine, clothing, and more. A Flock of Hope donation is a remarkable gift that can lift a family from hunger and poverty and ensure their future. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's so good. God's kingdom is not a buying and selling kingdom, it's a reaping and sowing kingdom. That's our assignment on this earth, to give, to give, to give, to be givers. God so loved the world that he gave, and he calls his children to give as well. So the blessings just keep on going and going and going. That's a system. It's a good system. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, sometimes, um, well, God always... <laughs> He's an above and beyond God, you know? And when you're coming into an unsure situation and you don't know um, what things may look like, God always comes through. And he came through uh, for the Gathering Place family with an above and beyond blessing of Rowan and Magon, Danny and Elizabeth. God has richly, richly blessed us. We thought they were coming in to, to speak, but they have done so much more. They have given themselves. They have imparted to us. They have brought anointing and blessing. They have lifted the atmosphere. So we're so grateful. I just want to say uh, uh, thank you, and I cannot imagine that our lives will not be entwined in the future. So I'm just so grateful for that. God just is an amazing God. He's an amazing God. We just thank you, Lord. Um, the offering baskets are on the side, and the envelopes are in the back. And if you want to just prepare your tithe, your offering, we'll just pray over those. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your above and beyond goodness. You're above and beyond life, above and beyond peace, that you come alongside, Lord, in every situation. You're always there for us, Lord. You're always there for us. We thank you. We thank you. Bless the offering. Bless the givers, Lord. We don't give to receive, Lord, but that's just what happens. It's just what happens because of your goodness. We thank you. Just bless it today. We bless you, Lord. We bless you in this worship of giving. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you so much. There is not enough words in the English language, in all the languages of the world, that can describe how much you satisfy us. Father, we have tried so many different things. Money, alcohol, relationships, everything. And we've come to one conclusion that in 2016, only you can satisfy. We give you praise and glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Amen. Only you said. Praise God. Well, let's get into the word, uh, amen, this morning, and uh, today's message is going to be uh, congregation participation, okay? So, um, I got a new headset on, so if you hear some feedback, we're working it out, and uh, I thank God for the opportunity on behalf of my family, my gorgeous wife, my anointed children, um, I thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. It's, it's been a joy. It's absolutely it's been a joy. And um, I thank Pastor Eli and Pastor Lisa for their commitment, their faith, their trust. Uh, very few pastors will uh, have someone come in and uh, minister to his, uh, to his congregation and literally trust them. So that just speaks volume of the character of your leader 
and your leadership. And I want to thank every one of uh, those in leadership, uh, from Marie and Rollin and Della and Gary, every one of you, Molly, every one of you, I don't want to miss the name, Karen, all of you have been just tremendous. And um, I have a new appreciation for construction because uh, Larry and I, we worked on this. And I told him if it looks good, I'll give him the credit. If it doesn't look good, I'll say it was Megan's idea. So I'm going to say it looks good. So thank you, Larry, for your anointing. And amen. Uh, we had so much fun. He put me out in the cold, and I said, I'm getting my jacket on. And he said, I'm Jamaican by birth, so any time the temperature drops below 50, I get cold. So threw my hat on, and we're out there in the dark telling the coons to get away because we got an assignment to do. Amen. Telling them they, they, they can't touch what we're doing, so go to somebody else's trash. Amen. Uh, we are working on a project for the king, and, uh, and it, it came out great. So I'm going to need you to participate because before we leave, I want every one of you to write your name on this uh, cardboard, this chalkboard, I should say, because I want it to be a visual of what God is doing in 2016 in your life. And so when you get discouraged on your journey, just look back and say, I started right, so I know I'm going to finish right. Amen? And so we want you to do that. Uh, so with your Bibles, take your Bibles with me to the book of Jeremiah. Uh, the message today is going to be called, it's called the vision formula for your life. A vision formula for your life. Uh, I was... As you turn to Jeremiah chapter 1, I was telling Megan that what is the, what is the makeup of water? What, what is the elements that make up water? And for those who are scientific or who paid attention in class, what, what makes up water? What is the... So H2O, right? Okay. So if it's H21, is it water? Something else. It's not water. Okay. So we have to understand then that for someone to say you have water, it has to be made up of these particles or these elements, or it's not water. Okay? That's important. So science tells us that there's certain truths, there's certain laws that has to exist. Um, now, God, who is bigger and he controls all laws, can have his son walk up to a place where they ran out of wine, he says, fill it with water, H2O. <laughs> Come on, somebody. And he said, his mother, whatever he says, just do it. Because one word from Jesus can change everything. And so they fill it with H2O. And one word from Jesus changed it to a different chemical makeup. That the host says, hold on a second. Here. Who, we don't typically do this. We typically serve the best and get them drunk and then we can cheapen it. You see, but that's not Jesus. Anything that comes from him has got to be excellence. And so he says, the government says, who left the best? Who, who, who kept it? So they had an encounter with Jesus because of one word he said. And it changes everything. And your life can be like that. And God desires your life to be like that. So for the last 2016 years, 2016, I'm telling you now, this is going to be the greatest year of your life because Jesus has a word for you. Amen? He's got a word for you. And we're going to see that. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. Not that I'm insensitive to your situation. I'm just telling you that I know the truth of your situation. And it's how you're seeing it is the issue. You see what I'm saying? I mean, if you're parenting your child, it's how you see your child. You've got to see that they are God's creation. But you want to lead them to know they're God's child. Mm -hmm. Amen. And when they act up sometimes, like, I don't know, who's your mom and daddy? Amen, somebody. You, you better behave. Uh, praise God. Praise God. So, uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, so it might be different from yours. And then certain words I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a couple of words, and Megan's going to write them on the uh, chalkboard because I believe you're going to get one word. So I'm going to give you a couple of them, and hopefully one word will stick in your spirit, and you'll be able to hold on to this word for 2016. Is that okay if we do that? Amen. Praise God. So vision formula. The equation is P2, P2, P2. That's the vision formula uh, from heaven. 
Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. And the word of the Lord came to me. Jeremiah, who was called at a young age, a great prophet of God, who had to battle certain things that we look at today and we really don't understand what it is to be persecuted. We understand Jeremiah's call of God on his life. But I thank God that Jeremiah endured so we can have this word. Amen, somebody? See, when you endured the affliction of the enemy, God can now write on you a testimony that brings him glory. Mm, Because what the enemy meant for evil, God always means it for good. And so we established in 2016 that God is a good God. And whatever is happening in your life, please understand, let's not confuse God from the enemy. Because the more they afflicted them, it says in Exodus, the more they multiplied. So the DNA inside of you is for prosperity. The DNA inside of you is for success. In 2016, you're going to see the greatest year of success in your home, in your finance, in your body, in every part of your life. Because the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 to 13, And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Not the words of men, not the words of TV, not the words of CNN, not the words of Fox, not the words of the Columbus Dispatch, but and the word of the Lord came to me. Someone say, to me. Saying, Jeremiah, so literally God was singling out the 7 billion people on this planet. And God knows exactly where you are. So put your name in there. And the word of the Lord came unto Rowan, saying. The word came unto Gary, saying. The word came unto to, to Bree, saying. The word came unto Mother Cook, saying. Add your name to that. Because in 2016, God has been very specific and strategic in how he's relating to you. And so he knows you by name. Someone say he knows me by name. Oh, I think it was Israel who sang the song, Hallelujah, I'm not forgotten. He knows my name. Come on, somebody. He knows your name. We ought to just pause right there. He knows Rowan. Come on. I know someone said give him the name Rowan, but I know that God knows my name. Ah, come on, somebody. The enemy tried to call you a victim, but God knows your name. You are victorious. The God may bring affliction, uh, enemy may bring affliction on you, but God knows your name. Someone say he knows my name. Yes, it might be Kuli Wuli or Shanta Wutu or whatever they call you, but God knows your name. And he says, Jeremiah. So Jeremiah is brought to attention. He says, Jeremiah, and he says, what do you see what do you see and I said I see an almond branch then the Lord said to me you have seen well vision formula so he asked the question what do you see Karen and your response God says you've seen well your vision is good You're in alignment with my word. Now I can continue what I had deposited, what I'm going to deposit into you. Or in other words, I'm going to pull out what I've already put into you from creation. Mm, Come on, somebody. So he calls you by name because he wants to get your attention. And then he asked the question, what do you see gathering place? What do you see, Marion? What do you see, Ohio? What do you see, America? He's asking this question because God has an answer. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word, good God Almighty, Mm. to perform it. I'm not watching over my word to see if it's going to come to pass. I'm not watching over my word because I like to hear myself speak. I'm watching over my word to perform it. In 2016, God is getting a performance review. Oh, come on, somebody. You see, and you stepped out of 2015, and God was wondering, well, how did I perform? And and some of you are wondering, how did God perform? But I'm here to tell you that God has exceeded every expectation. Come on now. He's exceeded every expectation. Now, Now, your faith may need to catch up to where he is. And he says, I'm watching over my word to perform it, to perform my word. That's what God is doing. He's watching over his word to perform it. And he asked him the second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. Now, in the context of the scripture, 
God is telling Jeremiah about the nation. He's getting ready to be a prophet to the nation. And I just want to introduce our, our, our topic, our, 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 our teaching for today by asking the question, what do you see? What do you see? Well, the first thing, and if I can have my more beautiful than Vanna White come up here, amen, and write on the board for me. The first thing you have to see is this. You have to see that what God is looking to perform and what God is doing is that he wants you and I, as the body of Christ, to be profitable. He wants us to be profitable. In 2016, what God is saying is this, that if you don't understand that you are profitable, you're going to live a defeated life like you lived in 2015. You're going to see tragedy, and you're not going to see the triumph of what I'm doing. So the first thing is you got to be profitable. And the only way that we can be profitable, I'm not talking finances now, is we've got to be profitable when it comes to the scriptures. Because what people are doing now is they're picking and choosing what is right in the Bible and what is not right in the Bible. And the church is becoming poor because we are uh, uh, compromising the word of God. So it says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 13, here's what Paul said to Timothy who was leading at Ephesus, a church that's similar to the culture which we're in now. This is young Timothy, just like Jeremiah was called as a young age, leading the nation. And here is Timothy now leading the nation. And here you and I now, because earlier we said that God knows your name. So God is speaking specifically to you now that you've got to be profitable in 2016. He's saying, what do you see? And the only way you can answer correctly is you've got to see it through the lens of Scripture. You can't look through the newspaper. You can't look through the news, news. You can't look through people's opinion. You can't look to the government. You can't look to the Pope. You cannot look. You can't look to anything else but the scriptures. And that is what the Apostle Paul was saying to young Timothy. I know the pressures is coming. People in the last days are going to move away from the things of God. They're going to have itching ears. They're going to go to doctrines of the enemy. But he's saying to the church, he's saying to the gathering place, he's saying to the church in Marion, he's saying this, until I come, now that's Paul saying, I'm going to come visit you. We have a relationship. But let's look at it prophetically now. God is even saying, until Jesus comes, devote yourself to public reading of Scripture, to exhortation and to teaching. Look at the order that he's saying now. He says the people who are going to prosper, the people who are going to be uh, profitable in 2016 are those who are giving themselves, they're devoting themselves to the public reading of scriptures. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, if you can take a break to go do your own thing that's killing your body, I can sure take a praise break. Come on, somebody. And if it means you've got to go to the commode, come on, somebody. If you've got to go to the bathroom uh, and sit down and give God some praise, then go ahead and do it because they will never stop your mouth from giving God praise come on come on somebody we will be profitable in 2016 because God is watching over his word to say who can I be profitable to he says oh I see them they're devoted to scripture they're not compromising the word of God they're believing everything from Genesis to Revelation they may not understand it but they're saying God open my eyes and let me see the things that you see We've got to be profitable. We've got to be profitable. And don't just think finances. Come on, somebody. It's bigger. It's larger. It's so much more than just finance. It is profitability that we are living by the scriptures. We've got to be careful that we don't allow religiosity as well to creep in because religion will rob you of the value of the word of God. Jesus says you search the scripture and you don't know they speak of me. So what we've got to do is this. Prophet, we've got to read the scriptures. Take your children, sit them down, and read the word of God. I don't care if it's one verse. I don't care if it's one word. Read the word of God. Let them know that this will sustain you. This will keep you. Because guess what? You may be out of my sight, but you're not out of the sight of God. And God is omnipresent. See, people fail to recognize that God is omnipresent. So they think they can hide somewhere, and God doesn't know. But God knows exactly where you are. Not out of fear, but he wants fellowship. Come on, somebody. And those who are fearful of God, you don't understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that God wants to join with you and have great fellowship you've got to be profitable someone say I'm going to be profitable this is my year for profitability come on somebody this is my year hashtag 2016 and I will be profitable I will read the word of God in public I will exhort and I will hold to great teaching from the word of God uh-huh 
Paul continues on in 2 Timothy 3, 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And he goes deeper now. He says, not just you must be public reading of Scripture. He says, all Scripture. The hard ones. All Scriptures. Come on. Love your enemies. All Scriptures. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. All Scripture is breathed out by God. And is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training. How? In righteousness. That's a covenant word. That word righteousness means to be in right standing with God. So it's only the word of God that's going to allow me to walk in alignment and be in right standing with God Almighty. Parenting is so challenging without the word of God. You need the word of God. Amen, somebody. Raising children, having them learn to drive, having them drive and, and, and with the internet and computers and all the things that's taking place. My God, we need God to watch over them. And the only way is to teach them scripture. It may look right now like it's not sinking in. It may look right now that it's not working. But I'm going to tell you that God is looking over his word to perform it. He wants to be profitable. We've got to be profitable. Why? So that the man and woman of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. For every good work. So it tells me then that when it comes to God, everything he does is good. Even the work is good. Uh-huh. We may not like homework because we don't know it's good for us. But we do want the word of God. And he says that work in the word is good. So standing upon the promises of God is a good thing. It is a prosperous thing. It is a profitable thing. The second word for 2016, after you've understood that you're profitable, is the second word is this, we've got to be planted. We've got to be planted in the body of Christ. I didn't say go to a building. I said we've got to be planted in the body of Christ first. Because the difference, and I work at the YMCA, is that it is a building, <laughs> But the church is a body. Uh-huh. And there's a difference then becoming a member just because you purchased something and being a member because he purchased you. Good God Almighty. You are purchased by God to be part of the body of Christ. And Paul so eloquently says in Corinthians that the, the parts that we don't see are of greater honor than the parts we do see. So in 2015, you may have been overlooked. Come on, somebody. Oh, uh, y'all didn't hear that. In 2015, maybe no one acknowledged you. But you are part, yes, man, but you are part of the body of Christ. And it's in the part that is not seen is more honorable now. So God says be planted because you are the lung. You are the liver. You are parts that are so critical to the rest of the body. You are a gift to the body of Christ. And in 2016, this is your year to shine. Come on. This is your year to shine because I'm planted in the body of Christ. Amen, somebody. And I will go and I will flow where God leads me and where God directs me. And so therefore it's important. So in Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 and 3, Psalms writes this, that the psalmist, he says, blessed is the woman or the man of God who does what? Who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. I'm not going to walk in the counsel of the wicked because I know I'm profitable. I'm not going to stand in the ways of sin unless they influence me. I'm not going to sit in the seat of scornfuls. No, in scoffers, excuse me. But my delight is in the law. Oh, good God. Only you satisfy. It is in the law of the Lord. And on his law do I meditate day and night. Ooh, good God Almighty. When you are amongst people who are meditating on the word of God day and night, and you walk up to them and you've been meditating day and night, you have a praise fest right in the midst. <laughs> it is impossible to keep quiet when you connect with someone who's been meditating on God all day and night. They're saying this, that time is an interruption in my praise. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So I get into my chamber in that intimate place with the Father, and I look at the clock, oh, man, I got to go to work. So it interrupts my time with God. But because I'm planted in him, I take him with me. Come on, somebody. So it's not the place, it's the fact that I'm planted. And that he purchased me, so no matter where I go, he comes with me. Come on, somebody. 
No matter where I'm at, he's with me. David says, where can I go from his presence? Shall I go to the lowest parts of the depth of the earth? He's there. If I ascend to the highest mountain, he's there. If I go to the east, to the west, he's there. I can never get away from God. God is always there. Why? Because I'm planted in him. And where he goes, I go. Come on, somebody. And he directs me and he leads me. Why? Because blessed is the person who, who, who is planted in the laws of God. He goes further and says, he is like, he gives a comparison. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water that does what? That yields its fruit. Listen to this now. That yields its fruit in its, woo, say it like you believe it. Come on. In its, oh, one more time. Let the devil know you know that this is your, come on, your season. Say In his, woo, and his leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he Oh, brings it back to profitability again. Come on, somebody. So I didn't leave being profitable. I just stepped into another dimension. Come on, somebody. And in this dimension of being planted, I still see profitability. Come on. Good God Almighty. So when he gives me an assignment, I never speak lack because I'm profitable. And when he tells me to do something, I'm not afraid because I'm profitable. I'm planted. And therefore, I prosper. So now he moves it from being in the body. Now he says, let's look at the building. So Psalms 92, verse 12 to 15, he says, the righteous, we go back now again to uh, uh, 2 Peter. He says, the righteous, the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grows like a cedar in Lebanon in Psalms 92, verse 12 to 15. They are planted in the house of the Lord. God, good God. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit. Ooh, good God Almighty. Watch this now. I got excited when I read this now. Because he's telling me, I'm 45 years old and I'm returning 46 in 2016. But he's telling me no matter how old I get chronologically, come on somebody, I am still going to prosper. It doesn't matter. Come on. It doesn't matter what my body's telling me. I'm still going to prosper. Because the word of God, all scripture is from the breath of God. So this is God telling me this, not man's opinion, not the medical profession. This is God telling me this. They still bear fruit in old age. Why? Because I'm planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. So every day is my season. Every moment is my season. Every time I connect with God, it's my season. Someone say, it's my season. It doesn't matter if I'm 75, it's my season. It doesn't matter if I'm two, it's my season. It doesn't matter if I'm three, it's my season. It's my season. This is your season, young lady. This is your season. This is your season. Someone shout, it's my season. Oh, that devil is so mad. He's getting out of here. Come on, somebody. I don't know why I tried to go to the gathering place this morning. They're running me out because they're starting to believe God, that God is watching over his word to perform it. Every demon, every devil is getting out of here. Why? Because praise is erupting. Come on, somebody. Let's just take a praise break for a second, a praise break, a praise break. Open your mouth, saints, and just give God praise. Praise him because you're profitable. Praise him because you're planted. Praise him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise he. My God. Are you in for the next word? Can I move on or should I stay right here? Ah, come on. Give him a praise one more time. Come on, Mother Cook. Give him praise. Hallelujah. I told you last week that I was invited into the prison. To see free men praise God. Oh, good God Almighty. Let me say that again. I was invited into the prison, the natural bars, to connect with men who were free. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I've known Mother Cook for a long time, and yet the scripture still applies. Look at this, good God Almighty. And what does the word say right here? There will still be a fruit in old age. My God, Mother Cook walked in there. Come on, somebody. And when those men stood up, I told you they were six feet two, two and something pounds. When Mother Cook came up and, I got you, son, walked up to them. And the Holy Ghost just, boom, pow in the power of God. Huh? Until she's 95, you're still going to that prison. Come on, somebody. Huh? Because in your old age, Mother, you're still producing fruit. This is your season. Hallelujah. Why? You tried to get out of Mary, but God brought you back here. He says, you planted here, girl. You planted. You planted. Come on. Praise God for Mother Cook. Huh? 
Good God Almighty. Woo, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Ghost, I want to move on, but you keep me here. He says they will declare, verse 15, they will declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. See that declaration right there? The right view of God. I've got, I've got 10 more minutes, so let, let me give you one more. I feel this thing in my big toe. Amen, somebody. It's, it's moving all over me. The prophetic. The prophetic. This is vital to the church existing. This is the breath that we need to breathe. The prophetic. The enemy has been trying to hinder us from uh, reflecting on the prophetic. So Proverbs 29 verse 18. Proverbs 29 verse 18. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraints. But blessed is he who keeps the law. He says, well, there's no revelation of God, the people are naked, they're exposed. And so what has happened is that because there's no prophetic vision, the church is not having this influence in the culture that we're supposed to have. And so we have churches who are compromising the word of God in the name of being culturally relevant. They are removing the cross because it's an offense to people. They have no prophetic vision. And I know that that's a difficult thing to say. And I know that people are going to accuse you and call you all kinds of names. But I said earlier, God knows your name. And we have to pray that God will have mercy upon them. And that the blind eyes will open up. They can see God. Because they're naked. It's like the, 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 the book, The Emperor Has No Clothes. He's walking around and people are afraid to tell him that they're naked. And so here is people walking around naked and certain churches won't tell them that they're naked. And they just agree because of the influence of the emperor. But it was a child who said, hey, he has no clothes on. The revival that's going to happen in Mary, and I believe with everything in me, is going to happen definitely from those who are incarcerated. Because they're more free than people who are outside. I'm telling you that right now. I'm telling you right now. Because it's a gift that's in them that's locked up and God had to use prison to set them free. He didn't put them there. He's using what, where they are to set them free. And the second thing is going to come from children. It's going to come from children. See, enemy thinks generationally. We don't. It's going to come from the children. It's going to come from the children. The young children. Nicole, your child is a miracle. and You know that. I, I, I married her and her husband. That's a miracle child right there, if you know the story. A miracle child. That God says, I know his name. He is profitable. He is planted. And he's going to move in the prophetic. Now watch this now. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter. Uh, uh, well, let's go to 1 Samuel 3, verse 1 and 2. And I'm hurrying. 1 Samuel 3, verse 1 and 2. Now look at this. 1 Samuel 3, verse 1 and 2. Now the boy Samuel... The boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, who was the priest and who was also one of the judge. So we have a boy, a child, who's ministering in the presence of the high priest or the one at that time was the prophet, the, the, the judge, Eli. Because the mom saw something in this child and gave the child back to the Lord. In a time of where there was silence, it was the cry of a child that awoke in the nation. And he said, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, at that time, Eli, whose eyesight was begun to grow dim so he couldn't see, was lying down in his own place. That was the condition, and the child came and got a revelation from God, a prophetic revelation that ushered the nation of Israel into their destiny. It was a child. Samuel, who then grew up to anoint David, who we know the legs that came that brought forth Jesus. And so it's very important that we understand that it's going to come to the child. It's going to come to the child. So now in Acts chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, verse 16, but this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. In the last days it shall be, God declares, 
that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall do what? They shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. This is the culture that God Almighty, I hear you daddy, is looking to perform over his word. Is a prophetic culture. Oh, God, are you hearing me? He has favored this church so much. He said, I'm bringing a prophetic culture into your life, into your midst. And if you get a hold of it, if you get a hold of it, you will change the nation, the destiny of Miriam. In this plaza right here, if you go down to what's next, it's Save-A-Lot. You have a couple of other stores. You have a couple of other stores. And it is one store. And, and, and I looked at it as I was doing my walk around this whole building the second day I was here. And I think it says this, believe in Miriam. Right in your store, where you are. Come on, somebody. Right where this church is at, it says, as you go down and you walk over here, it says, before you leave, believe in Marion. That's a prophetic word from God. Right in your midst. And this is the greatest opportunity you have. And so now it's time for see, God, I want to flow in the prophetic. I'm going to flow in the prophetic. And look at this now. Watch this. Acts 21, verse 8 to 11. We're talking about it's going to come from those who are incarcerated, who are going to bring in a revival. And it's also going to come from the children and those who we birthed as prophetic children. Watch this now. On the next day, we departed. Acts 21, verse 8 and 11. On the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea. And we entered to the house of Philip, the evangelist. Ooh, my God. Who was one of the seven? Are you one of the seven? Come on, somebody. It was one of the seven. These were people who were chosen, chosen by God to usher in the next move of God. Philip was an evangelist. He had his gift. He has his call. There's the fivefold ministry that needs to erupt in the body of Christ again. The fivefold ministry needs to come in the body of Christ. The evangelist, the prophet, the pastor, the, the apostle. Come on. All those things need the teacher. We need to have these. And so they came into this house. And in this house, he was one of the seven. And he stayed with him. And he had four unmarried Daughters who prophesy. Good God Almighty. Watch this now. Let me, let me prophesy to you. It didn't say they were single. Uh-uh. The Bible never calls someone single if they're not married. Because they're unmarried. Because before you can get married, you got to learn how to be single. Because if you're not complete, you'll find someone to come and complete you. And you take from them and think that they can satisfy. But only he, only he can satisfy. And so you project your insecurities on them because you think they were made to complete you. No, I'm single, but my condition is I'm unmarried. So he says they're single because they're complete. They're God's creation. Come on, somebody. When it came out of your womb, it wasn't pizza and pizza. No, they were all together, one complete unit. One body. Ooh, two made one. Ooh, God Almighty. And he says to the unmarried who prophesied. Good God Almighty. That means in their school they prophesy. It means wherever they go, they prophesy. We have to get a prophetic culture in place. Parents, you need to parent prophetically. Don't parent pathetically. Come on, somebody. You've got to parent prophetically. You gotta speak to what you see inside your child. What do you see? I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see when you look at Mary? What do you see when you look at your wife? What do you see when you look at your husband? What do you see, Gary, when you look? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see when you look? And God says, answer. And when you answer, God, I see a prophetic culture. God says, yes, you've seen right. I'm now going to perform the things that I was declaring from before the foundation of the earth. And God is moving to perform his word. And in 2016, he said, I'm looking for people who will be profitable i'm looking for people who will be planted i'm looking for people who's going to move in the prophetic are you one of these individuals hashtag 2016 god i feel you in this place and while he stayed for many days don't you leave yet <laughs> be planted because the prophetic is coming while we stayed there. So here was the Apostle Paul. Destiny was before him. And he stayed in this house of Philip. And he's hearing children prophesy. He's like, wow, that's awesome. Prophet, uh, you know, uh, the profitable. All this is taking place. He waits. Now the prophet comes up. So we have the prophetic that ushers in the prophet to come in. I still believe there are prophets today, but you know a prophet because they prophesy the word of God. They don't prophesy lies. They don't prophesy something else. They don't prophesy anything else. They prophesy the word of God. And the reason why we must know the word of God is so we can discern the false from the real. 
Come on, church. We're not going to be deceived. We've got to discern the truth from the lie. Come on. How are you having a conference and debating whether you should remove something from the word of God or not? Get up out of there. Get up out of there. The fact they had to form a conference. If this is being recorded, I'm going to say this thing publicly. Listen, Jesus would never go to some interfaith denominational meeting of Muslims and, and these others. He would never go to that. He would preach the truth to them. He would love them. But he, what? To debate which one is. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if he went to it, he's saying, I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. And so whenever they talk about all these coexisting, come on, somebody. Don't put me in that category. Don't identify me as that. I am a child of the living God. And the scripture says there is only one God. His name is Elohim. His name is Jehovah God. There is no other God. There is no other God. There is no other God. That's a lie from the devil. There is no other God. It's a lying devil that's trying to tell. There is no other God. Good God Almighty. Ooh, I sense the power of God in this place. There is no other God. Don't even entertain it. Don't even believe it. What you talking about? There's no other God. Please understand, when we, say, when we say light, you say dark. When we say up, you say down. When we say God, you don't say Satan. There is no, it's God. God, God, I am that I am. I can't even finish it lest I limit God. I am the healer. I'm more than just a healer. Come on, somebody. I'm your deliverer, but I'm more than just a deliverer. I'm your victory, but I'm more than just a victory. Come on. You can't limit me. Up is down and black is white and, and light and darkness. God. 2016, God. <laughs> Woo! I'm about to run in this place. Amen. I'm about to run back to Delaware. Come on. I feel like Elijah. I feel like I'm about to outrun this chariot. I'm feeling God in this place. See, I'm, 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 I'm trying to wind down, but you all keep just, just pulling from me. Come on, somebody. I'm watching the clock, and I got to get you out of here, but I just sense that somebody just wants to receive a prophetic word from God this morning. Hey, glory to God. So a prophet named Agabus came down from praise. Judah means praise. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. A prophet showed up while I was watching children who were, who were prophesying. Can you imagine Philip? He's raising four daughters who are prophets. Who prophesied. Good God Almighty. What kind of house was that? Huh? What kind of seed? Come on somebody. What kind of seed is that? Huh? That produced four daughters? Unmarried but who prophesy? My goodness. I'm pretty sure his, pretty sure his shopping bill was pretty expensive. Amen somebody. Because you know how these girls love to shop. Amen. And yeah, Just like my girls. We go shopping. It's like ah oh God. Help me, Jesus, now. You cannot have this much variety of, of, of stuff. Oh, Jesus, I need your help. Amen, somebody. Those who are raising daughters, you all know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. And come to us. He took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, look at that. The prophet identified with the prophet. And he says this. Thus saith the Holy Spirit. He didn't come in his own name. didn't come in his own credibility. didn't come in his own thing. didn't come because he had pizza last night. It didn't settle on the stomach. He said, thus saith the Holy Spirit. Thus saith the Holy Spirit. This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt. And deliver him to the hands of the Gentiles. If we read further on to this text, 
they were telling Paul, don't go. Because they knew that prophetic word was true. And they said, we couldn't persuade Paul not to do this. Because Paul knew that all scripture was profitable. He says, my going is profitable for you. I know my assignment. And this is my year. This is my year for God to show up. Are you persuaded that the Holy Spirit has given you a prophetic word? And let no one who means good talk you out of what is good. See, it's not the enemy that will convince you to come out of your thing. It's those who mean good who will talk you out of the good. It's the ones who says, oh, come on, you've been believing for so long, it's just not going to happen. They, they mean good, but they're going to talk you out of the good. Mm-hmm. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in 2016. Flow in the prophetic and be a part of a body that's prophetic, that's flowing in that. Because programs aren't working, and we all know that. So let me launch you with this now. And this is the participation that we need. 1 Timothy 4, verse 14, we, we've looked at vision formula and all I've been doing is getting to the place to see do you see what God sees you can't write a vision for your marriage you can't write a vision for your church you can't write a vision for your business you can't write a vision for your career unless you understand that you see what God sees now part two if the Lord ever allows me to finish this we talk about the psychology of vision that when you see what God sees what it does to you psychologically so 1 Timothy, verse four, uh, 1 Timothy 4, verse 14 says, Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by the prophecy with the council of elders laid their hands on you. Elders, plural. It was the council of elders that laid their hands on you. Do not neglect the gift in you, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Continues in 1 Timothy verse 1 and 8. This charge I entrust to you in 2016. Timothy, he calls by name again. We go back to Jeremiah. Mr. Jeremiah, he called his name. Put your name in there. This charge I entrust to you. Put your name there. My child. In accordance with the prophecies previously made about you. That by them you may wage the good warfare. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. God has gifted you and he's coming after it. He wants it. It's his gift, not yours. He's entrusted you with this gift to bless the body of Christ. Today, on this day, we will make a declaration that we will no longer neglect the gift that's in us. The reason why the enemy is after you, the reason why the enemy challenges you, the reason why the enemy tries to afflict your body is because you're a gift. And he says that the warfare that's there is because of the prophetic word. So what happens? Churches don't want to fight anymore, so they neglect the the prophetic because they don't want to fight. Because it seems like when a prophetic word comes over you, then it becomes worse. The heat turns up. That's just God burning things off of you so he can use you as a vessel of honor. Well, Timothy, my child, put your name in. In accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. What I want us to do now is every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm going to pray. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it almost seems ridiculous to say in the atmosphere like this, but we never know. I mean, you've got to come to know Jesus. In 2016, this is not some head knowledge. You've got to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're here and you do not believe in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life, you need to do that right now because you're not seeing what God sees. He sees the Son. He sees the cross. He sees the cross for your redemption. He purchased you. You've got to see that. Is there anyone here that's not seeing Jesus Christ exalted in your life, exalted as Lord and Savior, exalted on the throne of grace? If you haven't seen it, we, 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 right now, right now, because you're a gift, but your gift is dormant. I need, you need to come in alignment. Five, four, three, two, 
One, if that's you, I want you to raise your hands. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you and you are not in alignment with God, you do not know him as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. You're not in alignment. You don't see what he sees. You don't see the Savior. You haven't seen the cross. If you haven't seen the cross, then you haven't seen Christ. If you haven't seen Christ, you've not been converted. I need you. I need you. I need you. You're a gift to the body of Christ. You know, you're not a play toy for the enemy. You're not a victim of your circumstances. You are a child of the living God. Is there anyone here? Five, four, three. Anyone, anyone, anyone in this place. Because what God's about to do now, you got to come the line you got to see what he sees what he's about to do i've got three more minutes come on come on is anybody here okay 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 that means this atmosphere we we are not only god's creation here but we are all god's children and i'm convinced that inside of you gary inside of you della inside of every single one, inside of you tom that there's a gift inside of you molly inside of everyone inside of you betty inside of everyone if there's a gift and we need that gift now to manifest in 2016 now you are a gift to someone's destiny and if you long if you neglect that gift you're going to cause people not to enter into their destiny in 2016. It will not be said of you that you neglected your gift. No, 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 no. Not after you hear this word. Not after you hear this word. Because the psychology of vision is so important that people are psychic. Their mind is so discouraged because they can't see what God sees. And God is bringing you to be a gift to open up their eyes. God is bringing you to be a gift to remove the scales from their eye. But if you don't know that God has called you by name, you will never be able to perform in the confidence that you need. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Uh, you're a gift. You're a gift. You are a gift. You are a gift. So what I want you to do is this. We have, we have a, a plenty of chalk. And I want you, as you feel led, to come to this chalkboard. And I want you to write your name somewhere on this chalkboard. And you're going to identify that in 2016, that, I, that I'm going to be profitable because, because of those scriptures. And I'm going to be planted by the streams. And I'm going to operate in the prophetic because of the Spirit of God. The scriptures, the streams, and the Spirit of the living God are flowing in this place. So as you feel led, as you feel led here, here are the chalks. I want you to come and write your name as creative as you want it to be, however you want to do it. But I want you to come if someone has to assist you, then bring them up because we want every single name. God knows your name. Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, I won't neglect the gift. I won't neglect the gift. your child give it to somebody else and then we're going to have a time of ministry praise God come on write your name he knows my name then I want you for... praise God amen come on everyone's name on here bring your children hallelujah bless you man of God bless you Bless you, woman of God. Bless you, daughter of God. Bless you, woman of God. Bless you. Bless you. Mercy for today. Bless you. Faithful you have been. Come on. Faithful you will be. Yes. Hallelujah. And that's why I sing your praise will never be on my lips. Never be on my Ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will. Ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will. Give us a few more minutes, please. Don't leave, don't leave. We want to pray. You don't have to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Kindness makes us. Come on. Now when you finish, write your name. Go ahead and worship. Just 
give us two more minutes. We want to pray. Now for the next two minutes, for the next two minutes, now this is an act of faith. I want you to come to the front if you desire prayer. Mother Cook's going to be praying. Pray for the body if you want to join together, two or three, and just get together, come with your families, and, uh, and let's just have a time of prayer and ministry. We don't want you to miss out what God has for you. So just give us two more minutes, amen. If you desire prayer, come. Mother Cook is going to be walking around praying. Keep playing, keep playing. Come on, don't only get tired. Keep playing. Come if you want prayer, if you want ministry time. Pray for one another, amen, somebody. Come on. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ever be on my lips, Take ever be on my lips. Your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips. Your praise will come on. Ever be on my lips. Yes, Jesus. Come on, let me invite you to be praying while they're being prayed for. Pray and worship. Come on, we are planted. on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will thank you Jesus, ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips. 